You are listening to Weight Loss for Lawyers, Episode 2. Hi, I'm Kathy. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Lawyers podcast, where you'll get common sense strategies for weight loss that are doable for you, even with your busy legal career. I'll also help you learn how to harness the power of your lawyer brain and use it to reach your weight loss goals. Weight loss can be simpler, easier, and less time consuming for you than you think. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time without diets, deprivation, or turning your whole life upside down, then this is the podcast for you. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Weight Loss for Lawyers podcast. I'm Kathy Bedward. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well today. Are you ready to feel calm and expansive about weight loss? Doesn't that sound great to feel calm and expansive like anything is possible? Because it really is. To feel calm about weight loss like anything is possible, we need to look at it differently. You can't keep thinking that weight loss is hard, it's complicated, it's so much work. Here are all the things that I need to cut out. Here's what I can't have. Here's all the extra things I need to do. You already work hard as an attorney, so you need a way to make weight loss simple and doable. And that's exactly what I've done for you. In this episode, I will break down my approach to weight loss, the trust the journey approach, into three simple steps. So get ready to let go of diet mentality and stop thinking like a dieter. None of that thinking applies here. None of it is helpful. Diets do not work in the long run. You might lose weight, but it won't stay off. Studies have shown that as many as 80 to 95% of people who lose weight on diets gain it all back. Diets are not sustainable. There is no grace. There's no room for your life to happen. So you need to let go of all of the diet rules. I want you to take yourself back to law school when you were taking contracts and a case came up in class. It set a certain precedent and you're all sitting there trying to figure out what is, this reasoning just doesn't even make sense. What is going on? And then you realize, oh, that case is from California. None of that applies here. That's how I want you to think about all the diet rules that you've learned. All of them, like eating eggs causes high cholesterol, or to lose belly fat, you have to do hours of sit-ups, or the theory that calories in, calories out is all that matters. I want you to think of all of those rules like, oh, that's California law. It just doesn't apply here. Even if you are actually listening to this podcast in California and you live in California, decide that none of that, none of those rules apply here. When you change your approach like this, you not only get to lose weight, but you also get to enjoy food more. You get to fit your favorite foods and drinks into your life. You get to have more of what you want in life. And I'll tell you, this approach is so logical, so common sense, so strategic, your lawyer brain is going to love it. Okay, let's go. What are these three simple steps? Number one, you're going to eat when you are hungry and stop it enough. Number two, you are going to eat a combination of protein, carbs, and fat every time you eat. Number three, any time that you choose to not follow step one and step two, you are going to examine why with love and curiosity, and without judgment. All right, let's go into a little bit more detail about each of these three steps. Number one, eat when you're hungry and stop it enough. 
So eat when you're hungry means two things. First of all, it means don't ignore your hunger. Don't choose intermittent fasting if you are a person that is hungry in the mornings. Intermittent fasting can work for those people who just don't get hungry until noon or 1 p.m. and they've always just been eating breakfast because someone told them it's the most important meal of the day. But if you are hungry in the mornings, going with a method like intermittent fasting is a surefire way for you to be miserable and unable to focus all morning, which you cannot afford to do, and will also cause you to overeat at lunch. You also need to stop thinking that if you go long stretches of time, being hungry, that that means you're losing weight. And I get it if you're thinking that way, because I used to think that way too. Back before I lost my weight, I would feel like I was being so successful on my diet if I was starving for hours, or if I went to bed hungry, I thought for sure it meant that I was losing weight. But again, the most likely result from doing that is you're going to feel irritable and deprived, and then you'll overeat at your next meal. Okay, that's the first thing that eat when you're hungry, stop it enough means. Don't ignore your hunger. Don't let yourself go long stretches being starving. The second thing that eat when you're hungry means is wait until you're physically hungry to eat and don't eat for any other reason. Don't eat because it's time for lunch or because you've always eaten as soon as you get up in the morning. Don't eat because you need a break or you need to finish this project and munching on something will keep you going on it. Don't eat because you're tired or because someone else might feel bad or uncomfortable if you're not eating. You get the picture. For this to work, you need to start listening to your body. Your body is this amazing machine that will tell you when and how much to eat for your exact body. You just need to listen to it and honor what it's telling you. I want you to envision if you had a client that came to you and you say to them, okay, I've reviewed your file and I think you should file a lawsuit, but the client doesn't want to. They want to take a different route. Maybe they want to go through mediation, but you don't listen to the client. You draft all the documents for filing the lawsuit and you send them to the client along with a bill. What's going to happen? First of all, that client's not going to be happy. It's You're not going to have a good relationship with that client. And the client's not going to pay that bill. In fact, the client will most likely call you up and have a lot of choice words for you about how you didn't listen to what he or she wanted, and they didn't authorize that work, so they sure as heck aren't paying for it. The same thing happens with your body. If you're at a work dinner and your body is not hungry, and you're telling it, we're going to have drinks and dinner because I'm going to feel weird and uncomfortable if I don't eat and drink, and your body says, I don't want anything, I don't need food right now and you go ahead and eat and drink, what's going to happen? Your body's not going to be happy. You won't have a good relationship with your body, just like you wouldn't have a good relationship with that client you didn't listen to. And your body's going to tell you in all kinds of ways that it is unhappy with you. You'll gain weight. You'll be stuck at a higher weight than you want to be. Your knees will start to hurt. You might get acid reflux. Your body will hurt in many and varied places. So what you'll do is you'll wait until you're physically hungry to eat. To get more clear on what that means, I want you to picture the gas gauge in your car. And imagine you have a hunger gauge for your body that looks like that. When the empty light comes on, that's when you will eat. Not when your tank is half full, not when it's a quarter full, not when it's three quarters full, 
You're, now, I want to point out, you're also not waiting until you're completely out of gas, trying to time it so you pull into the gas station on fumes. You are not waiting for that kind of extreme hunger, which when you feel it, you would eat anything and everything that you could put your hands on. You eat when the empty light comes on. Now, some of my clients tell me, well, sometimes, Kathy, I'm not sure if I'm hungry or not. A couple things you can think of here. First of all, if you're not sure if you're hungry, you probably are not hungry enough to eat. Your empty light is probably not on. Second of all, if you just can't figure it out, then drink 15 to 20 ounces of water and wait for at least 10 to 15 minutes. If your body is hungry, it will be sure to tell you again. Don't worry about that. And most of us are chronically dehydrated all the time anyway, so get the water in you. Make sure that it wasn't your body telling you that it needs water. Wait for 10 or 15 minutes and feel trust in your body that it will tell you for sure when you're hungry. Okay, so eating when you're hungry means don't ignore your hunger and wait until hunger to eat. What does it mean to stop it enough? Enough is less than full. Okay, picture the gas gauge on your car again. You're not going to put the gas pump on auto and let it go until it pops off and not another drop of gas can fit in you. You do that with your car, that makes sense, but this does not make sense for your body. Think about if you tried to then top off the gas in your car, the gas would actually leak out of the car. You cannot fit another drop in. You don't want to do this with your body. You want to stop at about 70 to 75% of full. So imagine that you have a gauge and it's at about three fourths full. That's where you want to stop eating. And I know that you don't actually have a gauge that you could check. It would be so nice if we did, just like you track your billable hours, you could just check and see where am I at. But what you can do is you can experiment with this. Keep tuning into your body and listening to it and you will be able to figure it out. One good thing to do is to see how long you are satiated. Take a guess, think, okay, I think I'm at three-fourths full. I'm going to stop eating and see how long that meal holds you for. Time when your hunger comes back again. You want to get hungry about every four to five hours. If you are going longer than four to five hours and not feeling hungry again, then you know that you've eaten too much at your previous meal. So next time, you eat a little bit less. And keep experimenting like that. I will tell you that most of the time, you will get close to succeeding at stopping it enough if you err on the side of less food as opposed to more food. Most of the time, our bodies do not need as much food as we think that they do. We think we're stopping at 75%, and we're really already at 85%. So if you're not sure, then you stop eating. And you know that you will allow yourself to eat again when you're hungry again. Okay, so that's the first step. Eat when you're hungry, stop it enough. The second step is to eat protein, carbs, and fat every time you eat. So first of all, in case you don't know what's protein and what's carbs, what's fat, not everybody does, an easy way to pin this down is to remember that Protein moves around, carbs grow in the ground. Protein moves around, carbs grow in the ground. So protein is meat and fish, in other words, animals that move around, and products that come from those animals like eggs, cheese, or whey protein powder. 
Fats are avocados, nuts, nut butter, olives, olive oil, other oils, butter, ghee, and carbs is everything else. Fruits, vegetables, chips, crackers, pancakes, pasta, rice, grains like quinoa or oatmeal, cereal, bread, cookies, cakes, any kind of sweets, alcohol, soda, and most coffee drinks. Black coffee is not a carb, but anything like a frappuccino is going to be basically a carb. All our body does is it breaks protein down in one way, it breaks carbs down in a different way, no matter what the carbs are, whether they're vegetables or Snickers bars, and it breaks fats down a certain way. And the reason why you want to eat protein, carbs, and fat every time you eat is the same reason why the old calories in, calories out theory does not work. If you don't know what that is, there was a theory that if you take in fewer calories than the calories that you burn, in other words, if the calories that you burn exceed the calories that you take in, you will lose weight. That theory has been debunked. And here's why. Eating the different kinds of foods releases different hormones. And the hormones that are released determine whether your body is burning fat or holding on to fat. So eating protein releases one kind of hormone, whereas eating carbs releases a completely different hormone. And eating fat releases yet another hormone. When you eat carbs just by themselves, without protein, without protein and fat, you are sending a signal to your brain to make and store as much fat as possible. And there are genetic reasons why our bodies do this. It's not a bad thing. We just need to learn to understand how that works and to work with it instead of against it. When you eat protein, carbs, and fat every time you eat, you keep your body humming along in a fat-burning gear. And that's what you want because it will make weight loss feel so much easier. So to give you an example, instead of when you're you get hungry, sitting just opening a bag of nuts. Nuts are going to be fat. So you'd be eating just fat if you ate a bag of nuts. Or you would just grab a bag of chips and you're eating just carbs. You are going to be sending a signal to your brain to hold on to fat and store it. That is not what you want if your goal is weight loss. When you eat protein, carbs, and fat, so let's say for lunch you have turkey sandwich with some avocado and maybe a little bit of fruit. That would be protein, carbs, and fat. Let's say you need a snack in the afternoon. One great thing is that when you are really honing in to eating when you're hungry and stop it again enough, you may have some lunch left over. So let's say you had turkey sandwich with some grapes for lunch, and you didn't finish it all because you stopped at 75% full. Then in the afternoon, when you need a snack, you can finish your lunch. Then you're having protein, carbs, and fat. It was super easy, and you're keeping your body humming along in that fat-burning gear and burning fat. Okay, so number one was eat when you're hungry, stop it enough. Number two, eat protein and carbs and fat every time you eat. Number three, when you choose to not follow step one or step two, you examine why. So let's say you realize that you ate past enough. Maybe you ate past full. You want to look at why. And you want to do this 
with love and curiosity for yourself, not with self-judgment, not beating yourself up, and also not throwing yourself a pity party. So let's give you an example. Let's say lunch was brought into the firm and they brought in these big cookies with lunch. And you had your turkey sandwich with some fruit and you knew that you had had enough food, but then you kept eating and you had three cookies after you had eaten the rest of your lunch. You want to examine this, examine why, with love and curiosity and not judgment. So here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to ask, oh my God, why? Why do I, why did I keep eating when I knew I'd had enough food? What is wrong with me? Those cookies weren't even that good. That would be beating yourself up. Another example of beating yourself up would be to say, well, I should know better. I shouldn't have done that. I understand this intellectually, so why am I not doing it? That would be a more subtle way of beating yourself up. That would be using your lawyer brain against yourself. And we want to figure a way to get it working for you. You also don't want to just throw yourself a pity party. Well, I guess I'll never get this. I might as well give up. This is, see, this is why I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off. I just don't follow through on my commitments to myself. The other thing that you don't want to do is just ignore the fact that it happened and just move on. You really want to get to the root cause of why you're eating past full or eating when you're not hungry, because that's going to help you Make different choices in the future from this place of ease and abundance. So you can examine the situation like you're a consultant for a case that's not yours. You've been hired to be a consultant. They want an objective person to look at the situation. You have no personal stake in this case. It doesn't mean anything about you if the case goes one one way or the other. But you, as an objective person, are looking at the strategy that was used and the thought process behind that strategy and asking, how can we tweak this or change this to get the result that the client wants? So let's take the cookie situation. You want to tone down your personal drama. That means let go of, oh my God, why did I do that? Why do I keep doing this? There's something wrong with me. Tone all of that down and evaluate objectively. My trust the journey clients work on this a lot in my program, and it is such a helpful skill in weight loss and in every other area of your life. So let's say when you ate the cookies, you were feeling stressed because the meeting was going too long and you had a project that you really need to get out the door that day. So looking back in hindsight, you see you ate the cookies because that's what you were thinking about and you wanted a way to relieve the stress. At the time, you didn't even realize that that's what you were thinking. Or maybe you were thinking something like, I've been eating so well, the scale's not going down, so I might as well just eat the cookies. There could be a million different things that you were thinking, which is why individualized coaching is such a powerful and helpful strategy. In Trust the Journey, I give you the tools to look objectively at what you're thinking so that you can figure out what thoughts are driving your actions. And as soon as you figure out what you're thinking, you can take a closer look at those thoughts and use the knowledge that you gain to change your actions in the future. And when you approach weight loss this way, not making it mean anything about you, it isn't about you being more self-disciplined. You're not just telling yourself, well, next time, just don't eat the cookies. It's you getting to know yourself, deepening your relationship with yourself the same way you do with a spouse or a friend or your child, 
And in the end, you lose the weight. And at the same time, you learn how to have this beautiful, compassionate, loving relationship with yourself. So that's what I have for you today. Those are the three steps to weight loss with the trust the journey approach. Number one, eat when you're hungry, stop it enough. Number two, eat protein, carbs, and fat every time you eat. Number three, whenever you choose to not follow step one or step two, you look at why with love and curiosity and without judgment. If you have any questions about any of this, reach out to me. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. You can book a free call with me and we can talk about what your personal struggles are. I am here to help you. And I'll leave you with this one thought that may surprise you. And I think it's one of the best things about the Trust the Journey program. I was on a coaching call with one of my Trust the Journey clients recently. She's a lawyer in a law firm. She's lost about 25 pounds so far. She has maybe maybe eight more that she wants to lose. And at the end of the call, as we're saying goodbye, she said, you know what? My husband is different since I started working with you. And I said, that's fascinating. How is he different? And she said, he's more helpful. He's more willing to compromise. I think that because I've become more that way, he has just come become more that way too. And this is such a beautiful thing because we can't change other people. I'm sure you've tried to change other people and seen how it doesn't work. We can only change ourselves. But as we get to know ourselves better and we become more the way that we want to be, we become more the person that we want to be, and we start to show up differently, other people in our lives do, in fact, react to that in positive ways. There's absolutely a ripple effect. All right, that's it for this episode. Please follow the podcast, share it with other people who would love to hear it. And thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode.